Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm your co-host, Yitunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yitunde. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So, excited. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> excited to continue with our college Getting Started Basics series. Talk a little okay. bit about college language. Some basic intro today to some of the questions I feel that we get asked a lot. Especially like the first days, right? It's mm-hmm. registration. What is it? Um, drop withdrawals, right? Like we're just going to concentrate. You know, we have these short segments. We'll concentrate on those three basic terms to just kind of, you know, explain a little bit about them. Yeah, exactly. You know, as as we gear up for fall, we're getting ready to start fall semester in two weeks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a little over two weeks. And you know, it never fails every single semester, you know, two weeks in, three weeks in, I get that student who took a class that they thought they would love mm. and now they don't like the teacher and they're trying to figure out if they should drop or if they should have a W. And what does that mean? W meaning withdraw. And what does that mean for their transcript? What's that going to look like? And it's it's one of those, I would say it's probably our one of our FAQs, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where that registration piece really comes in, right? Like mm-hmm. that first thing, right? So, you know, you came into school, you've done all your, you know, your, orient, your online orientation, you've met with a counselor, right? You've done your self-guided placement, and now you're about to register and and just for our students out there, registration, there's so many terms of registration that you hear, like early registration, priority registration. What is that? So how would you explain registration, Yitunde? Well, so registration, when when us folks that work in a school say registration, mm-hmm. we mean getting enrolled in classes. So the actual process of getting enrolled in classes, it's not doing the application for the college. It's not, you know, attending an orientation. It's not any of that. It's not that whole process. It's specifically getting into a class. Uh Right now, most schools do this online. Uh um, And most schools really delineate on their websites how to do this, but it's still... You know, some, sometimes a confusing process for some students. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because there's so many nuances, right? Little things, getting used to it. Your first time registering for a class. So it's always great to just jump on that school's website and look through either through their admissions website or through the counseling website. And now that, you know, with COVID and everything that happened, I n- noticed a lot of things are online, like some registration tutorials. So those are really key because there's each school has their little pieces that you want to be familiar with. And you won't get familiar unless you start registering for classes. And once you start getting enrolled, right? And and the important piece of registration I tell my students all the time is, is register as soon as you have your date to register. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and why is that important? Because, you know, you hear all these things about like, oh, you can never get into classes. Well, if you're waiting to register for classes, you're like, oh, school doesn't start to mid-August. I'm going to register the week before. By that time, classes are going to be filled up. Right. And so for registration, if you're if we have classes in in fall, you want to typically register for those classes in late spring or summer, depending on your institution. And if you're going to register for classes in the spring 
and we'll say your spring starts in January, you're going to typically um, register in October or November, so late fall as well. So that's something to really keep in mind. And typically, the more classes you take at the college, the earlier your registration is. And as soon mm -hmm. as you have that date, you want to sign up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most colleges have some sort of preferred registration period. Or, mm -hmm. you know, at our college, we call it priority reg. But every college call, might call it something different. Some schools might call it early reg. But every college has some sort of way to get preferential registration. So you want to make sure you go through all those steps, as, as we've mentioned. And then also, I think one thing that a lot of students forget to do is to make sure they troubleshoot their student account before their registration period starts. Mm -hmm. So if you know you didn't return that library book, <laughs> make sure you don't have a hold ahead of time. Or if you know that you didn't pay a parking fee, make sure you check that ahead of time because those are all things that can prevent you from registering, even if you go through all the orientations and all the other stuff. I love what you're saying. And I remember when a student was like Ray register and they're like, hey, Lopez, they would say you're going to where I'm going to be good for <laughs> registration. Right. And then I opened up their account and I noticed that there was like three holds. And I was like, they're like, I didn't return that calculator. <laughs> and so it's like, ah, like, don't 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 let that be you. I love what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Check your account. Make sure you don't have any hold so a hold would prevent you from registering and typically it's fees if you didn't pay for last semester like you said parking mm -hmm. ticket or you didn't return a book um so depending on your institution what kind of holds they'll put on you um you know you want to check that for, if you're a new student uh usually you can go ahead and register once you've applied and you've completed um the online orientation um, the self-guided placement or seeing a counselor. And sometimes without completing those, you can still register, but you might get a later date. So again, it, each college varies. So you want to make sure to check with your institution. So, but having all those steps completed are super helpful because you kind of get an idea of how to register, what are some bumps you might run into. So make sure to do all that first. Right. Now, I, like I mentioned earlier, I get a lot of students who they're a couple weeks into the semester, still really early on, and they're trying to figure out whether they should drop a class or withdraw cla mm -hmm. from a class. What would you say is the simplest way to understand what the differences between those two are? I would, I always break it down to my students. It's like, if you drop a class, it's not in your transcript. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. basically the difference. If you withdraw from a class, there's going to be a W on that transcript for withdrawal. So if you drop, not on your transcript, and typically you don't pay for it, you can get a refund for that. So that's always great, right? If you withdraw, nice. you got to pay for that class because you took that class. And yes, absolutely, typically the first couple weeks, unless it's summer, right, or a short-term course where it's very short, then that drop date's usually really, really quick or around the corner. But you should kind of, I tell my students all the time, like, make sure to to check your schedule right to make sure you don't have any lingering classes and quick story i had a student mm -hmm. can't come in and i was like hey so oh like life happened to you last semester you got an f and he was like oh hold on and he's like what are you talking about and so it was like, on your transcript you, you you failed this history course right and he was like oh like i didn't take that course and I was like, what's on your transcript? And he's like, 
it's like I registered, but I didn't drop it, right? But wouldn't the instructor drop it, right? And I always tell my students, it's your responsibility. Once you register for that course, once you register for that course, mm-hmm. you check your schedule that first week. You make sure that everything on your schedule is good. Is You're going or you've dropped it. Don't depend on nobody, on nobody to drop you, right? You need to drop yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And usually through an online process or going to admissions and records office or your registrar's office to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. And, you know, and the student had an F. And so, you know, then we have to look at those options, which I'm sure we'll talk about in future episodes. But but it definitely <laughs> happens. And, and to this day, like, that's like first thing I tell new students all the time is like, hey, understand what a drop is and what to withdraw. And so, you tend to, you might share yeah. what a withdrawal is. Yeah. Um, so, I just want to add to that yes. last thing, what the last part you just said about how, um, you know, so you want to make sure you, you know, know the course dates for the class you're taking. And the most important thing is just, you know, it's okay to make the decision early. Don't linger on <laughs> in a class, you know, and, and get too deep in, right? Because you got to think there's, you're taking up a space of someone who might really want the class. Mm. So, yeah, make that decision early if you do want to drop. Now, the big difference, like you said, with drop, it doesn't show up on your transcript. A W, a withdraw, does absolutely show up on your transcript. So typically Ws happen when two to three weeks of the semester have passed by. And I say two to three because it really depends on the calendar at your school. Some schools have a longer calendar than others. Um, And once that period passes, it means that Even if you decide you don't want the class anymore or you registered for the wrong class or you don't like the teacher or the teacher offended you or you don't like someone in the class, (laughs) no matter the reason, that once you drop that class, it's going to show on your transcript, which means anyone who looked at your transcript can see that you took that class. Now, this can have different meaning depending on the different, you know, goals and reasons of, of dropping the class. So if you are a nursing student, for example, and that course is a course you're taking for the nursing major, it definitely impacts you if you withdraw from a class. Um, there are other majors, right? Yeah, I like know the that STEM majors. Also, same, same thing. You know, if you're taking that class and you know that your transfer institution is going to be looking at that class, that is not a class you want to have of W. This is where those, t- those dates matter because that's a class you want to drop because it's never going to show that you attempted it. Right, but once you have that, once those couple weeks pass, it's going to show that you attempted that class. Exactly. And put a little disclaimer out there. I know during COVID, there was a lot of different rules with different institutions where they mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. Um, retroactive drops. So you definitely want to check in with your institution. You're like, it wasn't in the two weeks. But with COVID, just FYI, there was institutions that dropped it afterwards. So, you know, definitely check in with the counselor at your school to make sure if it's dropped and or if you don't see it on your transcript then um, typically it's not there. So that that's kind of uh, another way. But it's a little different kind of. I now just thinking about with COVID, it's changed a lot. So something to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be moving. Eventually COVID will be over and we'll be going back to the, you know, normal ways of doing things. Now, Emmanuel, what do you tell students about who come in and they're like, I've just had a tough semester and I've got to withdraw from everything? Mm-hmm. What do you tell students like in those situations? So usually it's just kind of what I try to do is assess the situation, like where they're at, right? And if they're kind of late into the semester, sometimes what I would do is I'll ask the students to 
speak to the instructor and see if they're doing well in the classes sometimes they can get an incomplete and finish it the following semester right so that's working mm-hmm. with the instructor typically that you should be passing the class it's not like hey i haven't done anything i'm going to try to get an incomplete but um usually you're doing well in the class you can incomplete you can get some more time so that's the first thing i see if they're kind of in that situation where they just kind of need to withdraw for whatever reason life happens right so depending on their major right we look at the classes what makes the most sense can we cut anything can we cut two or three courses and just focus on one and then maybe pass that one course if it's your major course and and I work with a lot of STEM students so I always think about math right because if you hold, the longer you hold on to math and STEM you know the longer you're there so those are different mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just life right and you got to do what you got to do mm-hmm. so I'll tell my students mm-hmm. hey mm-hmm. if we need to withdraw um let's go ahead and and look what we need to do and see how it's going to affect you. And we just kind of give them, I give them the options. Every student situation is so unique. It's hard for me to just kind of pinpoint and say like, hey, I'm going to do this. Um, but also sometimes there's extenuating withdrawals. Um, so mm-hmm. if life is happening where um, there's very extenuating circumstances, you know, talking to a counselor and seeing if there's an extenuating withdrawal that you can do. So that can be placed on your transcripts like an EW. Um, so that's something that I also look at. But every situation varies, but I typically kind of start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add, yeah. Yutende? No, that's pretty much what I tell students too. You know, I I would say my one takeaway that I want every or my one thing that I want to make sure everyone takes away from today is just remember that um, you know things happen. Don't feel bad if you have to have a W. Mm-hmm. You know, one W is not gonna you know ruin your life. It's okay if you have to. It's better to get a W than to get an F. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, talk to a counselor. Be strategic if you have to have. If you have to have a W. I love what you're saying. That's being strategic, right? Because that's kind of what it comes down to is just figuring out what looks better and works better for you, right? Because every situation is so different. So I love how you said that. It's just being strategic. And my one thing would be like, once you start school, print out your transcript and look at the classes or your unofficial to see what classes you're in making sure that all the classes you're going to are on that transcript because i know people students have registered sometimes they just put in like one number wrong and they register for a completely different class never intending to but they um they end up failing and paying for that class so i always tell my students like check your schedule that would be my one thing so all right listeners um just remember again this is podcast is for informational purposes everything that we said on this podcast basically we want to make sure that you double check with your institution or your college yutende do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at so listeners we want to hear from you if anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question you want to make a comment you can find us at cc underscore sensibility on both ig and twitter and you can also email us at cc and sensibility at gmail.com that's cc a n d S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.